the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Do you believe that Hamas must be eliminated entirely? Yes, I do. But there needs to be a Palestinian authority. There needs to be a, a path to a Palestinian state. George, last, excuse me, Peter Boyle's in for George Brockler. I'll do it this morning and I'll come back to Wednesday morning. That, of course, President Biden last night on 60 Minutes, who had a scheduled trip to Denver to the Mau High City that this morning it's been canceled. Good morning, everyone. 710 KUS Denver's talk station, 303-696-1971, 74 the high, 81 tomorrow, and 75 on Wednesday. And now the horror show um, unfolding, and it's going to spill into Lebanon, or the Israelis have struck into Lebanon, and the, of course there have been rockets fired out of Lebanon, and the carnage that was inflicted on Israeli citizens over the last weekend, and it is coming to, a, coming to a head. But then what? And one of the questions that's been interesting to listen to this morning is, now what? What is the outcome? And can there be peace? Will there ever be peace? And this notion of there is no, there is no tomorrow, it is simply yesterday repeating itself again and again and again, um, I was reading people's thoughts on war plans and Israel's um, this very imminent invasion. They, they're going to be the occupier. And people, again, military strategists have said, you got to stay 18 months if you invade. 18 months to, in order to dismantle uh, the bloodthirsty monsters of Hamas. 18 months. Then what? What will the world then turn into? So it is open lines. Uh, let's go to Joe, who waited, pardon me, Joe waited the longest. You're on the radio show. Joe, good morning. Hey, Peter. Hello, Joe. Hey, I, I'm, I'm so disappointed in you, you know. <laughs> You're the second you one. Got, okay, <laughs> okay, why? You seem to have gotten soft over the years in your old age. I seem to be, uh, got, I'm sorry, got, I, didn't, I didn't hear what you said. I've forgotten Soft. Oh, soft. okay. Okay, go soft. ahead. Soft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you seem to have forgotten all the lessons that you learned from from experts like Robert Spencer and all the other guys you've had on your show over the years about how evil and dangerous the the religion slash political movement of Islam is, and you seem to be making excuses for these people over there when they are the ones who started the conflict between actually. Uh, it's interesting them, them and them and us. I, I'm more in love with history than I am with anything else in the, in life. And if you read, and I would urge you to read it, um, take it back to Balfour, take it back to prior to that, to prior to that, to prior to that. And nothing happens in a vacuum. And in the medium and long terms or long terms, I don't see peace. Do you? No. All right. So and, what? And do you know why? Do you know why there will never be peace? Why won't there be peace? 
because you you either belong in in Dar al Islam or Dar al Halba. We're in Dar al Halba, the land of the enemy. There will never be peace between the Islam and the rest of the world. They started it. They started it uh, when Muhammad had his so-called vision. Mm-hmm. They started it when they invaded Europe in in the year 711. They spread Islam across North Africa, enslaving black people. They're the ones who started the black uh, slave trade. I'm black. I know what I'm talking about. I've read about it. So you don't have to tell me to read because I have read. No, let's stop right now, there. I'm not, now, again, it, let, now, come on. Let's let's have a conversation. Um, oh, we are. We are. Well, you, then please, you talk, then let, I talk. please hold on for a second. Um, the slave trade is pretty universal. There isn't any place... The Romans had slaves, Greeks had slaves, and you know the, the the notion of slavery doesn't belong to the Muslim or Arab world. It belongs to the world, and it's been done uh, by to the Koreans by the for, by the Japanese and by the Chinese, and this guy by that guy. So that's with all due respect, you put it aside. The English, the British, began the slave trade into this country. Uh, Barbados was the place where you, quote, broke black Africans. And that was given the green light by the colonial British. And you can't argue with that. Uh, did they have buyers and sellers in Africa? Of course they did. And But you can't, it's like cocaine. Unless you got a market, you can't move the product. And I've often believed that if we didn't have a bunch of people addicted to drugs in this country, that cocaine would pile up on the other side of the border. So that's an interesting part of this. And then you go back when the crusade comes. And so everybody goes back and forth on everybody else, and people pick and choose their own winners and losers. And I, I, I think there's a uh, – and the more I read, the more I get into conflict about, well, what was the truth and what's not the truth. And so – uh, with respect to your call, um, nobody's got a lock on this. And for okay. you, for, for okay. you okay. Okay. all right, go ahead. Now, can I talk? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Now, what what group of people is associated mostly with slavery? It's black people, and you know that's true. No, but, now, but, now, as being now, now, before it, you be, will you okay. let me talk before sure. you start all right. All right. interrupting. Now. Now, Arabs are the ones who associated black people specifically with slavery. It, it goes to the way back to uh, that nonsense about Ham being uh, Noah naked and all that foolishness. They are the ones who associated black people with slavery. Now, read up on it. There, I can give you a couple of books. No, it's okay. It. okay. Now, now, wait a minute. I'm not through yet. I'm not through okay. yet. Okay. No comment. You, Go ahead. You, you people, people like you. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. You people. What is you people? I'm about to explain. You let me say that again. Self self deprecating white people. I'm not self deprecating. I'm by far. I am by far. Listen to me. Stop. Please stop again. (laughs) You people. I love you people. I just explained it. Self deprecating white people. So let me. Let me ask you. How should I deprecate? What should I? What position should a white person have? I'm trying to explain it. Then please do it. Then do it. Europeans knew nothing about the black African slave trade before Arabs subjugated Africans and then invaded Europe and took them up. Will you please, please let me continue? Why does this matter? Because it's history. 
That's what you love, is history. I can't play this now game with me, you. I please just let can't. me explain. All right. White people knew nothing about the African slave trade until the Arabs took their black African slaves into Europe when they invaded Europe in the year 711. Now, it's no uh, accident that Portugal first and then Spain are the ones who started the African slave trade into the New World. That's because the Arabs had taken those slaves up there, and, 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 uh, and that's where they got that from. My friend, stop. It all started, it started in the no. Middle East. Wait a minute. Stop. Europe. Stop. What did Greeks and Romans do? What did the British do? Uh, didn't they all hold slaves? Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what people? I said? And by the black way, I, I, as an aside, and I'm gonna, I don't want to do this to you, as an aside, the Spanish in particular, Portuguese in general, they used up native, native people in this country, uh, the Caribs and the other tribes, and they just murdered them all because they murdered them for any other reasons, health reasons, whatever it was. So they needed slaves. They needed, they, they'd killed their base. And so they said, gee, these black people can take it in the sun. And so the trade really begins with the Spaniards and Portuguese. You were right. But it got the green light from the Dutch. Oh, my God, the Dutch were involved in slave trading. The Belgians were involved. I mean, to the point where, and they came to this country under colonial Britain. And, it was, and I don't know this self-deprecating white guy stuff. I don't know what that means. But, but come, back to, come back to Israel and Palestine. Come back to Israel and Palestine. Okay. What do you want to talk about? No, whatever you want to talk about. Well, I, I don't really care about what happens to Muslims because of what they've done. They've done a hell of a lot more to uh, non-Muslims than non-Muslims have done to them. Now, uh, if, uh, what, what happened, was it 10 years ago or so when, uh, when Gaddafi was killed? Was, how long ago was that, about 10 years ago? Gaddafi was killed at the end of what the Clintons or Mrs. Clinton called Arab Spring, which really was Arab winter. Um, okay. But good okay, I, well, uh, 20, well, 2011, yeah. Okay. The point is, what's one of the first things that Libya did uh, after Gaddafi was killed? Well, the they I'd... reopened the slave trade. All those black people who, who were moving up to the Mediterranean trying to get to Europe, they enslaved them. They reopened the slave trade and put them back on the slave market. Slavery is just below the surface with Muslim Arabs. I'm just telling hmm. you the truth. So now, white now, people, uh, the white, only reason, let's go back in time. Right. The only reason that slavery was abolished in the Arab world was because the Europeans colonized them and forced them to end it after they had it and ended it in their own countries, after the hmm. U.S. ended it over here and the Europeans ended it in Europe. They had to force the Arabs. And the other Muslims. What, what does this have to? Trade. First of all, what does that have to do with Israel and Palestine, which is really the focus of this? Because it's part of history. No, I understand that, but actually, we had to fight a bloody, bloody civil war to end quote slavery in this country. White guy, right, and white we did guy, it ourselves. White guy against white guy. We did it, yeah. And 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 a white man, you can give the the white man credit for that. But no Arab has ever fought each other to end the slave trade, have they? I have no idea about... The, no, no, the answer is no. no. Listen to me. But you're talking about the slave trade, and the slave trade comes to this country. The Breaker Islands are, are Barbados, and it's white, British, principally at that point, bringing Africans here 
because yeah. they learned it from the Arabs when the Arabs no, because they, Europe they in needed the they needed my friend with respect they needed a labor force they had oh, killed boy. <laughs> oh no don't know boy me they killed off all the people in the Caribbean that could work in the cane fields yes I know I know Indian American Indian history no 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 I'm not I'm not talking about American I'm not talking black slaves. listen to me I'm not the talking Indians owned black slaves did you know that I understand that Cherokees did but. Listen to Not me. Not only the Cherokees, the Choctaw, Chickasaw, Creek, and Seminole. Because they all they... own black slaves. Right, so... And you know what? The white when, when when the white man in this country ended slavery, they had to go uh, make treaties with those tribes to end the slave trade because they were separate nations. And what does the this... white man had to make the Indians with... free their black slaves? With respect, what does this have to do with what we're talking about is happening in the world right now? Because it's part. Because Islam was the ones who started the Black African slave trade. But it's why can't you, why can't I get that a, a, Indians? Indians kept other Indians as slaves. Do you? I mean, before we arrived, you know that Indians kept other Indians as slaves. Do you not? Yes, but it wasn't. It was to the extent that they had <laughs> but, black but, slaves. No, come but that's before the United States, before their Anglo's come here, before the Europeans come here. Indians kept Indians as slaves. And who taught yeah. them how to do as, that? As war, as the, war trophies, they they made war on each other. Did, did Muslims teach? Did Muslims? Did Muslims teach That's the Cherokee? Different. Did Muslims teach the, the African slave trade? Did did, did did in did, did Muslims come here and teach the Cherokee how to hold somebody else in slavery? Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Did, 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 did they teach the Greeks to do it? Did they teach uh, the Romans? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did they teach the British uh, yeah, to do yeah. it? No, it's a universal. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Listen, thank you. It's a universality. Slavery isn't anything that's, you know, Romans held slaves. Greeks held slaves. The British held Patrick, St. Patrick, was a slave held by the British. The transfer of people to be slaves, it, it isn't just owned by one group. And I had nothing, I had no idea what that was about. All right. We go to Dwayne. Dwayne, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Dwayne. All right. We go to Scott. Scott, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey, I got a question. I, on, on Saturday, I was listening to you, and I couldn't get through, but you said you've been over there once or twice. Yeah. And, and so I want to know, if you're over there and something like this happens, is that an uh-oh moment for you? Are you stuck? Are you in danger? I have no in idea. In your particular... Okay, I just was, I, I can't like wrap my head around when they say people are stuck over there. I don't know if they're contractors, oh. if they're people well, you know, over there on vacation. You know, the airlines are, well, there's tons of Americans. There's dual citizenship. Um, the the flights have been canceled. Um, you can get stuck. I mean, I, I never went through any of that, but you can get stuck. And well, I know, I just was, when I was listening to you talk to uh, the father Andre, the other day on yeah. Yeah, and you said you'd been over there with him, and I'm just yes. wondering, well, where did they go, and what's and what's happening now? Is that affecting where you guys were? Oh, yeah, very Israel. much so, and for, both in Israel and in Lebanon. Yeah, I mean, so you guys would be hunkering down, waiting for a flight back or something. You know, that's I. I don't even know if you can get out. I don't even know why it's an important question. What you guys would be doing? It's like the guy talking about you people. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you know, it's, I mean, I know it's, it's off the, it's off in left field. It's not, you know, I'm just curious. I know you've been over there, and so I just, you know, these people, 
you hear people going over there on vacation, and I'm like, why would you go over there? Because hmm. there's always a chance of something happening. <laughs> well, again, that's one of the purposes of terror, is Lenin writes, the purpose of terror is terror. And, and I think the world was terrorized. And on Friday, I was mentioned, I was at a breakfast with this young woman who works here. It's a neat woman. I really like her. She's keeping her kids home from school because somebody proclaimed it. Some Hamas guy proclaimed uh, it's the um, National Jihad Day or something. And everybody got frightened, and rightfully so. But from reading, you could find that um, if something happened in France and then something apparently happened in China. Short of that, nothing happened. But the purpose of that was to terrorize. Alan Samuel told me about people coming in to buy firearms. And now we have the ridiculous three-day wait. And people were frightened, wanted to defend their family. I mean, it's so, so twisted. And... I don't know what the way out is. And the way out, I think, is continuation. Right. So, yeah, yeah, because I was just I was just curious. I know it's not on the subject, but I was just like, okay, where were you guys when you were over there? And it was, it was different. Well, there, there were different trips. I mean, I, I was there for the first Gulf War. I was there on uh, in, in Af- excuse me, in uh, Lebanon, Egypt. Uh, let's see. UA, okay, so it's the, different places every time. And different places are, and it's different ways. It isn't all one. There's, there's not a monolithic world. It's, I've tried to explain to people, if you, if you ask a Lebanese if he or she is an Arab, they will say, we are Lebanese. We are, we taught the world, the alphabet. We, you know, we're the merchants uh, class. We're not Arabs. We're Lebanese. If you ask an Egyptian, are you an Arab? They'll say, no, we're Egyptians. But if you ask a Saudi Arabian, if you're an Arab, he'll say yes. If you ask, if you ask an Afghan, he'll say no. If you ask an Iranian, they'll say no, we're Aryans. And so there's not, I mean, it's like, seriously, I'm not making that up. And it's like, you think they're all Arabs or you think they're all this, and, and they're not. Palestinians will tell you they're Arabs, okay. But the Arab world is an, almost a misnomer. But, and again, it's a but, dot, 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 what do people believe? And this horrible loss of civilian lives, and now this begins. This invasion will begin. What's the way out? Don't know. Take care of yourself, man. Thanks. Thanks for the call. All right, we go to Dwayne. Dwayne, you're on a radio show. It is a Monday. Good morning. Let's try it again. Uh, Happy birthday wishes to you, sir. Thank you, sir. And as a Libra myself, I now know why I'm in such great company when I chat with you, and it's an honor. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Trying to solve problems in the Middle East is like gargling peanut butter. We must agree on that. But what I think needs to happen is the Teflon Don and just let Israel go in and scorch earth everything. Just like in the 1940s with the World War, just go in, civilians, everybody, just clear it all, leave a big knife in the ground and say, F.A., F-O. But that's been done, and it doesn't work. That's the point of that. About every 10 years, uh, the military historians call this the two-for-one sale. You go, right. you go into Gaza, and you kill Abdullah. It's Abdullah's brother, and it's his uncle and his cousin. If you kill two of them, you get four. If you kill four, you get eight. And they wait, and they lie and wait, and they build it up, and they get their heat going again, and boom, it starts again. 
This has happened again and again and again and again and again. So how do you finally stop it? Well, this has cut the head off the snake and two heads will no, come. But the snake. Yeah, is, it who, is. Who's the snake that quits? That's my point. When you make it so ugly, so horrible, so destructive that everybody goes, you know what? Painting. I want to be Bob Ross. I want to do painting. I don't want to upset the Jews anymore. Maybe that's where we need to go. But once again, um, this idea of there is no tomorrow. It is only yesterday repeating itself. And seemingly about every 10 years, one of these, uh, this begins again. And I'm not convinced this isn't a version of the Tet Offensive, that you do this and you know you're going to lose. But you're going to make a, a lot of attention. These people have zero boundaries when it comes to atrocities. And the whole world is aghast. And then this invasion will begin. Uh, and they'll grind them, grind them down. And they'll draw the sympathy of the world. I was asking, can you feel any sympathy for the regular Palestinian? Because the Arab world will or does. And... The Europe, parts of Europe and all the stuff that's going on, it's just so sick and sad. True, true. But the situation is one of they're indoctrinated, the yeah. normal citizens yes. of. Yes. So somebody needs to sit there and finally say, Bob, you know, I think it's a, an idea to do something else. I'd mm-hmm. use another name, but I don't want to be politically insensitive no, at this you, point. You would, think but it, somebody... you would think it, but it isn't true. And in your mind, this is why it's important to understand, like when you when you read von Clausewitz or you read Lao Tzu, they tell you, understand your enemy before the war starts. George Bush clearly doesn't do this. He has no idea who these Afghans are. Uh, Lyndon Johnson has no idea who these people are. You know that the I mean, unless you can say. I I understand what he I was mentioning. Lyndon Johnson actually believed that Ho Chi Minh thought like he did. Ho Chi Minh's 180 degrees in the other way, but that isn't how Lyndon Johnson's mindset was. And so he ends up, you know, Richard Nixon, God only knows what he's thinking. And so what must Netanyahu do? Well, if they grind them down, as people suggest, and stick the fork in the crown and say, do it again, they'll do it again. And that's the part that none of us understand. Well, to a point I see, but I'm also saying that if you knock it down so hard, so often, but the problem is you've got tunnels that are three, four oh, miles listen, deep. Listen, they are and ready. I, they're ready to, it's Baghdad. Oh. It's like, um, it's, the, it's the Assassin's Gate. It is, these guys, it's like the, the tunnel, the tunnels, the spider holes. The, and I was reading one of the um, military thinkers to say this occupation needs to last 18 months. Oh, minimum, wow. a minimum. The, okay. the biggest thing out of all this is, is that if you thought Ukraine was expensive, oh. if we help Israel on this to at least 30%, that that credit card of the U.S. is going to be burning up. It's going to be moving money so sure. fast. You know that. Yeah, of course. And, it, you know, and the war machine loves this. Um, but it's interesting. I heard people talk about, well, it's all these weapons left in Iraq or excuse me, in uh, in Afghanistan. No, it isn't. Everybody I'm watching, at least a little bit we can watch, these guys are all carrying Eastern Eastern Bloc, you know, AKs and all these all this weaponry that comes from where? From from the arms dealers. 
You know, I, it, oh. and if you can shut that, I mean, I, I don't know. The stars are not aligned for any political initiative. I mean, the initiative needs to be willingness of both parties to seriously engage as well as as what? When you have the zealot, you have no way of sitting right. there and breaking his soul. That's right. When you have the person who has courtesy and has dignity, they're the ones that will break. And you have millennials in the White House saying, be quick, be fast, and get out. Well, and that's what's going to cause more conflict so and a big quagmire. You're a very smart call. How does this end? A lot of money being spent, a lot of blood being spent, and in the end, Three years later, Bob Jr. comes out and starts all over again. There you go. There is no tomorrow. Exactly. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good call. Thank you. All these calls are good. I like the guy. I like the black guy's call, but it was like, where do we go? Uh, we go to Jim. Jim, you're on a radio show. Thank you. It is October the 16th, and it's going to be a warm day. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Peter. Great show. Also, I would just want to commend you on your Saturday show. I just love that. That was an excellent oh, thank you. show. Thank you. Um, and it just got me to thinking when you mentioned that, you know, I just seen the similarities of what we did with Afghanistan and oh. the creation of Osama bin Laden. Would 9-11 happened if we hadn't have supported them against the Soviets? Well, Os- Osama, I've read Osama's life and I've listened to people mm-hmm. talk, you know, he is a he's a zealot, and yeah. he, the two things that Which, and he, he you can I read him in English. What mm. what was he? If you read what Osama was upset about, Israel wasn't on the list, and it was that the fact that the people they called the parasite princes, the oil princes, mm. they allowed the Americans to put their boots in sacred ground. And that he believed that he could, because remember, they were in Afghanistan, and he believed, and they were called the Arab Afghanis, and he believed that he could raise an army and that they could go after uh, Saddam and Kuwait. And it was, it was, and then so finally, what, what he's really angry at mm-hmm. is the, par- they're calling them the parasite princes, the oil-rich Saudis and, and Kuwaitis. They were his target. But, you know, when, when, whenever Bush aids him or doesn't aid him, mm. who were most of the people who murdered everybody in this country on that terrible day? They were, they were Saudi Arabians. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah. but I, I really think that he, he, he got his, his roots uh, in terrorism based on his experience of our support of him in Afghanistan against the Soviets. Well, they all, they all watched, and, it's, and again— this notion of one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. And I always come back to the big guy, Michael Collins. Michael Collins is a hero in Ireland. He's the father. You know, go ahead. You know, I'm just going to say, if you you, you understand the history of Gaza and that Gaza actually was owned by, by um, Egypt and they uh, turned it it over to Israel. But the fact of the matter is Hamas was started was funded initially started by Israel as a counterbalance to the PLO. Well, the, the same thing. Yeah, the PLO runs the well. The West Bank. F- f- they the West Bank, and you yeah. notice the West Bank's not in this war. 
And, that's correct. But and, I'm just saying, you know, but they had their funding. If you read, read the, the genesis mm-hmm. of Hamas, its funding was from Israel. Well, its funding was as a counterweight to the PLO. And now you see, look what's happened as a result of that. But again, I go back to my experience when I was taken and shown this room where Arafat mm. met Henry Kissinger. What was that about? Mm. You know, and, and Arafat is not only corrupt. I mean, he's 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 a horrible human being and he's corrupt, but he was the he was the invader into Lebanon. Right. And well, they Lebanon. Yeah. They, Jordan. They kicked them. They kicked the, they kicked the Palestinians them out. Everywhere. out of Jordan. Everywhere. OK. I mean, that's why that's why Egypt does not want to accept them. That's why Egypt no. does not want nobody, to accept no, them for no, the same reason. Nobody wants them. Well, you know, then think about it. This is their land. Why should they? Well, that's what they say. I was reading. Well, I understand. Yeah, I was reading in a a Palestinian last night who they were talking about, why don't you leave and, you know, get go south, get the hell out of here. And they defiantly say, we we left our homes once. That meant Israel. Mm -hmm. We're not going to leave these homes. Now, do you understand? I, I don't understand that. I would have my entire family in the truck, going someplace, but they, well, they I don't. Have, Peter, I have some friends that lived in the West Bank. I have friends that were not, they were uh, Christians, and they had to leave because they just couldn't, they, the, it was, they were being strangled by the PLO and all that stuff, yeah. how, how it be. That's, and so Christians have left. It used to be Probably fifty-fifty yep. in the West Bank between Christian and all, and mm-hmm. they just it, it, they were so corrupt and all that thing. The point is, is it is an you, there is no tomorrow. You're exactly right. It's only yesterday. But and, the fact of the matter is, how many Israelis or how many people know that if Hamas wouldn't be here today, if it wouldn't well, have been funded? A better question to ask, and mm-hmm. I, I can't answer yours, but would any of this mm-hmm. be taking place if Bush and Cheney didn't overthrow Saddam? Uh, well, that, that is, you, that's a great question. No, because Saddam question. Saddam was the buffer and uh, against Iran, and mm-hmm. they had been to war, the War of the Cities, and and by his lying, and I always lead with Cheney because Bush isn't smart enough, but so they mm-hmm. they attack Saddam, throw the entire thing into there would not the fellow brought up the uh, what happened in uh, in Libya. That would have mm. never happened if the other hadn't happened. And then they talk about Hillary Clinton calling it Arab Spring. It was Arab Winter. And the whole the whole world lives on one event following another event following another event. And and unless people are willing to look and say, how did all this begin and how is it going to end? You can't you can't even have a discussion. And, you know, it, listen, I'll give you the last comment. I got to jump. Well, I, I agree with you on that, but you have, there's a lot of things. We, we're also to, when you think about what's going on on Iran, we have our hands of what, what, that, oh. what is in place right now as Absolutely. well. Okay? And the fact of the matter is, I believe there's a large segment of Iranians that do not want the current regime. No. And if they had, if we would help them the way that we would, uh, if we would do weapons underground to them, believe me, I think things well, could change in Iran don't you as well. think? Don't you think CIA has attempted all of this stuff? Remember one thing. When the Shah is defeated in an open and, and straight election, and the Shah mm. has he flees, the Shah goes to Egypt. The American mm. CIA overthrows the Mossadegh government and reinstalls the Shah. 
and they put yeah, the Shah back. And we did that. The American. I am. That's what I'm saying. And that's so, what I'm saying. So when the, when the Iranians look at you and say you did, and they don't like you. Why don't they like you? Well, I, I, the Shah. Up to World War Two, I don't see where we've done. We've been a good influence on in so many places. We're the good guys. All right, man. I got to jump. Thank you. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. It's difficult. It's a very difficult topic, and people's anger levels and I don't know the stuff that's being said this morning. I don't love it's interesting. You love Arabs. Um I love history. I don't love anybody in terms of overreaching the truth. And read this one and then we'll go. How far back in history are people willing to go? Palestinians are persons who remained in Israel hundreds of years ago when the Jews were dispersed out of the area by being conquered. I believe Israel will eventually get back to what they had during the time of King David. Here we go, and will be a source of many, many wars. Remember, under the Ottomans, the in this area, the Arabs and well Arabs and Jews lived side by side in the Ottoman Empire, and there wasn't a lot of trouble. We come back. Monday morning, everybody. Peter Boyle's in for George, October 16th, 2023. 710K in US, 74 the high, 81 tomorrow. Lines are jammed. Open lines continue. I had a great call from a man who identified himself as black in Colorado Springs about slavery, and it's heated up the board. Look, nobody has a lock on that. Um, The idea that Islam or Arabs, look, if you read Exodus, the first you know, in in the Bible, they mention treatment of slaves. Um, Indians in this country held other Indians. St. Patrick was a British slave. Um, the Greeks had slaves, Romans, slaves. Uh, Mongols held slaves. The, uh, the notion of slavery is not anybody's lock. It, it is, again... Although it has, I guess, some ways, some edgy parts of what people think this is about, but nobody historically has a lock on slavery. The you know the worst that was happened was under the British colonial rule, they had killed the the Spaniards and Portuguese had killed off all of the native people in the Caribbean, and they they were you know they raised sugarcane and and so they were looking for labor. Yeah, we could we could bring in black Africans. We'd killed all the indigenous people off. We collectively or the universe killed everybody off. So they had to replace them. And so they started bringing people out of what people call black Africa. But it's not unique. Um, they, slaves were in Mesopotamia. And allegedly, there would be two groups of Arabs. I don't know. But the notion itself. Uh, is is foolish to think somebody has a lock on that. All right, we uh, Billy, Billy. How much time do we really have? Two minutes. Two minutes. Should I ta- All right, I'm taking uh, Bob, but know that we got two minutes. Bob, you're on the air. Yeah, Peter. Thanks. Uh, well, you're certainly educating a lot of people about a lot of things today. Huh. Um, so my, you know, my thought on the Israeli Gaza situation right now is is that uh, well, there's several several thoughts, but. You know, I think most people are assuming that Israel is just going to roll over Gaza Strip 
Um, <laughs> but, you know, that may not be the case. I think most people thought that Russia was just going to roll over Ukraine and, you know, roll into Kiev, but uh, that didn't happen. And I guess, uh, you know, you know, Gaza is just a, an urban area and, you know, the experts talk about how difficult it is uh, to do urban fighting. So, you know, it may it may not be just as easy as uh, people are saying. Not, no, uh, it's not not by a stretch. And uh, the I guess the, the invasion, the ground war, whatever you want to call it, is about to begin. But it's an we have this horrible loss of civilian lives, Israelis and Palestinians. And and it's it, there's there's no excusing what these people did now it's been what on nine days ago um the hamas attack and and now and now it really will begin now watch the world now and i was reading this one military thinker who said 18 months they're going to stay my god what that eight what that 18 months will bring right right so do you have any thoughts on on why hamas attack now that does it have anything to do with the internal dysfunction well, you hear that, too. that yeah you hear all of those things that netanyahu and, and well but part of it i do believe is like the tet offensive of 68 it's a it's a dead man's mission but you drew the attention of the world to you and they were so horrible that they didn't realize what the world was going to say when they started murdering children and and yet Watch. Now watch. And I was mentioning that book about the surrender of uh, why the Japanese finally surrender. We burned all kinds of people in the firebomb raids on Japan. You tried to beat them into, qu- into quitting, which eventually you did, but there was somebody to make the quit. Where's the, who's the somebody that's going to say, we're all in, we're sorry we quit? You had, a, you had an emperor... Hitler puts a bullet in his head. Mussolini gets hung upside down in the gas station because somebody's going to quit. Okay, we quit. It's not going to happen here. Yeah, you know, you used to say that. Uh, how do you beat a birth rate? Oh, you can't beat a you can't beat a birth rate. Situation. That was one of the par- um, that was one of the parts of the Pentagon Papers that Ellsberg stole. They said we're not going to we're not going to beat a you can't beat a birth rate with these people. Right, right. You also talked about you know. Might making right, and uh, I I recall the statement of General MacArthur that uh, the great questions of the day are are decided by force. Always, I I um, you know I I agree with that totally. And I do uh, too. um, I mean, I do too. And that's the that's but this one, there was nothing that the British were going to do to stop the Irish. They were, you know, you're going to go home. Remember in guerrilla war or protracted third war. They don't have to win. They just don't have to lose. And whether it's the time of the Mau Mau or the IRA or, you know, you give it a name. But the mindset is we don't have to win as long as we don't lose. And then eventually you're going to get tired and go home. Afghans thought that way and always thought that way. We don't have to yeah. win, but we just don't have, we can't lose. Ugh. Yeah, and this, this, this situation has been going on forever. And uh, never. Yeah, I, I recently attended my 50th college reunion, and 
you know, my freshman year, there was a big battle going on between the Israelis and the Oh, a 67 Arabs war, and, and sure. It's, uh, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, it's just been going on, on forever. No, uh, and, 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 well, I, I got I to take a break. I, I apologize. I appreciate it. Folks on the phones, hang on. 710 KNUS Peter Boyles on a Monday. It's Monday morning, everybody, October the 16th. we got the turnaround again coming up. High-breaking format. 710 KNUS, I'm Peter Boyle. 74 the high today, 81 tomorrow, 75 on Wednesday. Billy, call me time, but it says, um, let me see, George had some educated professor on his show last Friday. She thought there would be peace between Israel and Palestinians. George did a great job, as always, but it was like listening to your son or daughter come back from university after they smoked a couple of joints and had their first martini. That may be the uh, text message of the morning. So, Bill, you call time on this. We Folks on the phones, hang there. It's Monday. The outcome. And Israeli ground invasion appears to be getting ready to go. 74 the high today. I'm Peter Boyle. Stay here. Not yet. Keep stretching it out. Um, I don't want to begin the call. Uh, oh, I know this, that um, Joe Biden was scheduled to be here in the Mauhai City. And they said no, that he's not coming. He's staying in D.C. to make decisions. I watched him last night on 60 Minutes. And again, um, we can play the audio, but it doesn't do justice. And I've mentioned this many, many times that there are historians when they, when Jack Kennedy uh, debates Richard Nixon, the people who listened on radio believe Nixon won. The people that watched it on television, watching a tan uh, remember Nixon needed to shave, apparently had the flu. Uh, Jack Kennedy just ca- came out of Florida, tan, smart, and everybody said, Jack Kennedy won. I watched that man's eyes last night. Ah, there's nobody home. 74 of the high, we come back with your calls. Really great morning, good phone call, 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.